0: This week on the Push podcast, The Combine has started its test week. Join the email list to get involved, basically. And coaching feedback. What we think being a good coach is. And why it needs you in your business. Three, two, one. The ice creams are out then.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself Damik.
0: i me, Tom Hall. What's going on, buddy? I
1: have to say, Mars ice cream is a great shout, Tom. When you posted that Thank first, you. I was I was a little bit proud inside. I was like, that is one of the most elite ice creams you can um, you can purchase, <laughs> in my opinion. In my opinion, like it's so underrated. Like, I had a the last ice cream that I tried and was dreadfully disappointed
0: by it, was a feast because they've gone really downhill. Feasts are awful now. They used to be so good when I was I, kid. I, I literally, I almost almost bought Feasts and then I circled mm. back went, and went for Mars. You and know what and it Twix's. is? Because like I had it and I'll tell you why.
1: Because the Feast ice cream, the actual ice cream bit isn't ice cream anymore. It's like a chocolatey like ice. There's no cream in it. It's just like chocolate ice. And the, yeah. the chocolate in the middle is not as
0: big as it used to be and all that sort That's of stuff. And it's just what she not said. what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit, yeah, they're a little bit like meh, aren't they? A little yeah. bit meh, but yeah, a strong strong choice. Thank you. Um, I'd never really had the mm. Twix ones before. What's a Twix as well? Because well? that bit can't stay crunchy. That It's not going to be crunchy, surely? No. So they are different yeah, to a I Twix. See. They are oh a little bit God, I can't deal with it so that, because that's what that, makes a Twix. That that crunch bit right there. So it'd be interesting just to put a Twix in the freezer and see what happens. Just get cold. Cold mm. Twix, probably. Um, But yeah, there's... Probably. there's ice cream and then it's like little balls of stuff like of whatever the biscuit would be like chocolate and crispy and balls and stuff like inside it in Mm. like a layer and then with the like the caramel it's good don't get me wrong and you do get more in the same pack because obviously it's just like a twix finger it's like a slightly chunkier twix finger so it was all right Mm. it's pretty good but yeah the mars one a strong contender also mars over snickers Yes, yeah. Yes, that is correct, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think because has- Snickers you have to be in the mood
1: for, Mars you're always in the mood for. So that's the... So, I'm not yeah, saying Snickers so, is bad, yeah. you just can't have
0: Snickers all the time, in my opinion. But don't, don't buy into the Mars. I think this is generally for most ice creams. After you've taken out the freezer, like, let it settle for, like, a few yeah, minutes, perfect. because it needs to be, like... Well,
1: I think that's the general rule with every ice cream, to be honest, mate. I think that's yeah, the golden... That
0: is- the golden rule
1: is that. So We've we all so here. Here you can get ice cream delivered, right? Which sounds ridiculous because it's in Dubai and it's really hot, right? But what they do is the the delivery drivers, right? They they'll, they'll get it from wherever you. No, but as I mean, like, obviously, you think <laughs> it will just melt by the time you got here, right? <laughs> the but what they do is they obviously put it into a into their little thermal things, which keep things hot and cold with a bit of ice around it. But by the time it turns up, it is perfect. Like it's okay. a bit a bit melted, but more melted than you would ever leave it out on the side on your own because you just give into temptation too quickly. So it's always perfect. And it's at that point I realized, okay, now I get how people can eat a whole tub of ice cream. Because usually I'm like, oh, you couldn't eat this, it's too hard, it's too much effort. Yeah, yeah. This was perfectly done. And I was like, oh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Um <laughs> but yeah. Luckily, I've got the outside of a very, very small child. So I mean, I don't do it. It's true. Yeah
0: mm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I' had any like have I had any oh Daniel actually yeah I was like I was trying to think because I when you said appetite was a small child me and Dan when we were together we normally go eat and um, I was like have I been into any restaurants yesterday yesterday this week or since I last spoke to you I went to a place called Detroit Pizza in uh, Shoreditch I put it on my stories on Friday I don't know if you saw it and oh Oh, damn. Thick pizza is it? Is it like It thick? was like thick square pizza and it's like thick as fuck. Yeah. I think like, that's what John Clark sells in
1: his um So deli. like
0: the and also like the like the what it would be the crust is just cheese. Mm. It's just like crispy kind of melted cheese that goes over the side and it crisps up on the side so yeah. good yeah if anybody's it's yeah. not a big place but anybody's around shoreditch around Market marketway detroit pizza it was so good it was yeah i feel so like john nice.
1: clark does detroit pizzas he had it in america and came back and was like, i need to make this and he does yeah. it at, at their, their deli and it's the same thing square with that cheesy i know what you mean the cheesy crust on it
0: yeah it was really good because there's, there's i don't think they'll quite like... do them in italy mate will they when we go I think oh, the pizzas are a bit different. i will be like, great. Yeah. I'm gonna have to take like, a, I'm gonna have to, because unfortunately, I realised this after we booked it. And obviously, I love Italy and I love cheese, but cheese does not sit well with me. So I might have to take a, like a pot of those pills where it's like you get like the lactose kind of pills that kind of gets you ready for that. Otherwise, Dan is gonna be like Tom. You are the fartiest. <laughs> you just don't have any cheese, Tom. It's pretty simple, mate. You'll be fine, mate. You just have pasta. Oh, you can't, no, you can't go to Italy and not have cheese, mate. They automatically put fucking parmesan on their pasta. Like I remember going yeah. there, and I was just like, uh, "What would you cheese on it?" They're like, "Oh yeah, of course." We're in Italy, like. But what is the good is that pasta is a completely separate course. You go starter, pasta, then main beautiful well What's, that's what we like to hear
1: yeah. I've, I've had quite a
0: few uh, quite a few messages tom saying um how it's really
1: cute that we're going on a romantic weekend yeah uh, i got obviously that. after we announced yeah. it on the uh on the thing they were saying oh, it's really cute and i mentioned to a few clients that we were i was going away to italy and they're like oh that's really nice and you know i hope you and the family have a good time i was like with tom to <home."> <laughs> I'm not going with the family,
0: um, so yeah, it's been uh, it's quite funny. It's, it's always funny um, though, because yeah, I've always been on holiday with girlfriend or like or with my sisters as well, and I don't tend to go on holiday with mates. So now Dan actually wants to go on holiday with me, so it's just good, and it's golfing related. So I feel like it's in a it's in a snowball. So basically, from here, then we can get sook involved. Now that sook is part of the combine. Obviously, he's going to there get stronger and then he can hit the, hit the ball further. Then now.
1: he's going to want to out-hit to to out you on the golf course. That's yeah, not going to not happen, yeah, is it, really?
0: Yeah. No. Well, the next
1: time, of course, <laughs> it'll be, we, the next time will be when you come to Dubai because then we can have a week of golf when you come to Dubai next time. Then after yeah. that, it will be right where we're going after that and then, and then we'll get it. So, although, to be fair, with the way the winters work, it'll probably be you be back in Dubai again in April time. Then we'll all get together in the summer and go somewhere. <laughs> here. Probably Portugal, actually. We should do Portugal because I think um, Suk may be more
0: inclined to go Portugal. So we do that. There we go. Easy. Yeah. yeah Sorted exactly. it all out.
1: Plan the next year of golf already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of clients with places in the Algarve as well, so we can. Uh, there we go. Sort out A little bit of hook. That's the only thing. Um, lovely. I don't know. How's your week been, then? It's been alright, mate. Like I said to you at the start, it just feels a bit like Groundhog Week sometimes. I think um, mm.
1: again, like I, was, I, was, I said this to a client of the other day, He's a young younger lad who, who's an online coach and a lot. He travels around a lot and does all his coaching while he's traveling around. Obviously, he can be a little bit disjointed and stuff, but he's, you know, young lad, he's traveling and stuff. But I think as you get a bit older, when you come an online coach, you, you kind of just settle into your routine. And much like people say, oh, I'd hate a nine to five, you kind of realize that your online coaching becomes somewhat, not a nine to five, but you just kind of have the same day. So like for us, for me and Mike, Monday is like a business day. Like we just do admin, we do meetings, we do calls. Then Tuesday for me is check-ins, Thursday's check-ins, Friday's check-ins. Sunday is um again work content day so it just feels like every day I know what I'm doing every day and it kind of feels just a little yeah. bit like every week's kind of the same and obviously tomorrow's golf as we all know after the <laughs> podcast tomorrow morning is golf so yeah um yeah it's been all right mate it's been all right it's obviously uh summer holidays over here now so Isabel's off which is as you can imagine loads of fun <clears throat> um <laughs> a little bit um but yeah we fly back to the UK on Saturday so yeah yeah We'll have to um don't know what we'll do about next week about the podcast. Looking on just dawned on me. Um yeah, I'll we'll have to sort that out at some point. Maybe maybe we'll have to skip a week and do double the week after.
0: Double podcast. I know. No. We'll have to think about that one. But, but um, we'll have to think yeah, Just because we'll my time life. is
1: gonna be my time is gonna be stretched in the UK because I've got, got all my check-ins to do, and then obviously got
0: family to see as well, which is uh i can't No, dan's, all time, dan's so. coming all the way to the uk and he's not making the effort to see me how bad is that but i, I guess i could yeah. and it's just gonna it's, be uh, uh, but then you, you get place. sick of me if you saw me then and then you saw me for a week in como then that's gonna be bad that's well, well. it mate that's it well i've got to come back and i've just
1: got to make sure i book on my tea time so i get enough practicing before we go you know because i've got a week off it'd be the first time i've had that it'd
0: be 10 days off golf after that, I think that was really, yeah, really, that's like normal. Really I, I I played on Saturday and I hadn't played for two weeks. I hadn't swung anything. That's why I, I think I oh, played wow. a bit shit as well. Uh, I hadn't had not done anything. It was telling that's as my, good, my uh, fairways and regulation shot. Um, yeah, right, that's not good. Me sort that out. My short game helped me out. It's all right. I've, I've got that. In also, as
1: well, completely rogue com- topic of conversation. Um, but I don't care because people on podcasts love the fact we talk about golf. Have you <laughs> have you researched? Have you researched like personal launch monitors much? Have you thought about getting one?
0: Have you even considered it? I've never thought about getting one though. I I like, I for for you, Dan, I think because you can go to your club's range, it might be a mm -hmm. thing to do. Yeah. But if, but but Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not a member of a club right now and I go to a Mm -hmm. range obviously with Top Tracer. So. I'm not do that. Yeah. So I was looking at it because I was looking at it and I was looking at
1: we've got a top trace of so it's 25 minutes away, which again over here is a long way away. But that's I know that sounds stupid. But yeah, and you look at it, it's like 20 quid a go, basically here. So I'm like, okay, so if I go a decent amount of time, I'm like, okay, do I get a launch point? And I was looking at a few of them, and they're obviously not as accurate as all the other stuff, which is inevitable, right? But part of me, I watched a review of one, and one of them said that one of the most boring things about practice is just going to the drive range, hitting balls. And they were like, some of them, the feedback they give you, if it makes you practice more, it's done its job. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like if you have one and you want to use it and you go and you get some data and you can see stuff. And it just made me think about like what we do with training and stuff. And I was like, it's kind of like, feel like sometimes going to the range, you just feel like you're just doing the equivalent of just rocking up to a bar and just squatting, not knowing what's yep. on it, what you did last time, what you can improve
0: upon. Do me, people rock at- up to the bar and not know what's on the bar? No, was,
1: you know what I mean, as in like
0: stuff <laughs> on and like, track it. You know, uh, you'd yeah. be surprised. Some was...
1: people, I do see some people in the gym do that. They go up to the bench, which has already got two plates in it, and just start benching it, and just goes yeah, right? like, oh, "Oh, can I work um, in with
0: you?" It's like, it's like benching yeah. hundreds, and they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I don't think you can. I was. Um, um, see, I was looking at, I was looking at some, and
1: um, yeah, I'm still not, um, I'm still not sure. Still not sure. I'm looking at the R10 the Garmin. So anyone who plays golf, if any, none of you do probably, but if any of you do, Some of you, no, um, no, then get into, and you got one. or you think I get one? Let me know because I'm, I'm, around, <laughs> yeah. I'm kinda, trying to figure out what I think will be best to um, to get. Basically,
0: so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Random that's, thought that's, that's of the day. That's useless. Random so, thought of the day. All right, we'll we'll move on because it's vaguely, vaguely, um, actually, kind of. You've kind of laid onto what I've written about what we're going to talk about today and you know in, in a in a strange way and i actually hadn't told dan um and it is it's something that obviously we're gonna talk about just very briefly about uh, what's happening with the combine i'll give everybody a little bit of a, a week by week what people are doing um because that started mm. yesterday yesterday um so we'll see what's going on there and i've written the term coaching feedback And that is a term of coaching feedback, is what Dan is looking for. And then just a few different things. And I know it's something that obviously um, both of us preach about if we're giving advice to trainers and stuff like that, making your product fucking airtight as possible. And being a coach, shockingly, don't need all the systems in the world if you don't coach properly um don't try and systemize before uh, <laughs> you haven't got any clients yeah basically um yeah don't yeah, just if you, if you don't have, have if you don't have a coaching
1: free. if you don't have a coaching system to systemize it's pointless
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. correct yeah it's just like okay this is where i coach is it okay cool yeah trello tells me all right. Well, okay. Cool. That's is it. do is it, is it that? Maybe a client should tell you. Like that should be the precursor to uh, whether you're yeah. whether you need to coach them or not. Not whether they've just filled in their uh, form. All right. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go into this because I've got a bunch of bullet points that we can talk about as well. From from a very generalized. I think we both did a bit of sports psychology. We certainly obviously Sorry, studied. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was sports, a tiny bit. sports That's sports that. coaching as well. So yeah, like bit of my Mars? my bachelor's degree was did a lot of sports coaching in i think like that but it's still stuff that i implement today um and nicole uh, some stuff from uh, rodriguez and uh brett bartholomew i still use um, if you want to look at coaching science all that kind of shit it's good fun but yeah um so combine combine um anybody who doesn't know what the combine is it is a series of tests that uh, people do in the states because um, what happens in the States is they actually perform properly and have like tangible data to pick athletes and whether they're athletic capabilities. Whereas over in the UK, they just make it up on the spot and it's basically, there's no kind of list of what everything's everybody's doing, which is a bit sad. Mm-hmm. I wish they'd do it for like the Premier League footballers or stuff like that. I know they there are people, so obviously my buddy James Ralph does a combine of sorts um, with his footballers, his own things, but it's there. it's just like tests that he picks out, which is what I've done for athletic-based performance. So Mm. it's interesting. Obviously, the first iteration of it has just started. So you've got... I'll probably run it again. I think I'm going to go either every eight weeks or every 10 weeks, Dan. I'm unsure uh, of what's going to happen in terms of onboarding. It will be growing, of course, into different sections. But basically, this one's more of a generalized plan. Um, But this week is... Test week, Test week. straight test in, week. number one, let's go. <laughs> so all it is, they've got a whole week of uh, their onboarding. So they've got like about, they've got, I don't know, seven or eight videos, like proper big videos to watch. Not pretty big videos, maximum like five minutes talking about what they're doing. And uh, every single exercise or every single protocol has at least got a 30 second to 90 second video explaining what I want them to do, how they're going to test, what they're going to do, instructions, all that, blah, 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 blah. Um, and they're basically this week is about nine out of 10 efforts benchmarks for how fit you are essentially so precursor is knowing these lifts they they coach them through but and i've got variations of depending on what gym you're at um but yeah they're going through 12 slash 13 because uh ios users are special they get 13 tests mainly because I want to introduce people to what Dan is talking about, launch monitors. I want to introduce VBT to some people, okay? And that is a good way of doing it because it is data that we can use. And like what you said, if you use it and then you you gamify your training... <laughs> then suddenly yeah. we're winning and we're training harder. I'm like, shit, I need to hit lift this quicker or I'm not feeling it this today. So we back off, all that kind of shit. So that
1: is what's happening yeah. with the combine. I, also, I would have uh, I would have jumped in on it, by the way, but obviously with back Dan, in the Dan UK for 10 days.
0: Cut. So and then, yeah,
1: yeah. But Obviously I'm, I'm back in the UK for 10 days. I'm not going to train. Then I'm on holiday and I was just like, I'm not going to do this for <laughs> best job. So You're like, this the this next one I will be jumping in on. Um, <laughs> because again, like, I think, um, but I think it's really important like that, that people who do have a tangible reason to train or a d- desire yeah. to do something. I think testing is a great way of, and often overlooked because people and PTs online coaches assume that they can't do it. And I think you're showing them how you can test and how you can do these things. And and look, it's, you know, if you, you can do this with clients or, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I think it's um, for, for people like us who are interested in a sport who maybe don't have, you know, any other, any other sort of goals really, other than just to kind of be a bit better. It does give you a reason to train a reason to push yourself and, um, like I said, I'm one of those just I'm just
0: one of those dicks. It's like oh, it's
1: just not the right time. Wait, I need to clear. <laughs> clear well, Me, not as not as bad.
0: Yeah. Obviously, I'm um, using Striatus. They're not as bad as suck and we we mentioned on here because he's uh, obviously a, a friend, and uh, <laughs> he couldn't fucking do his payment properly, um, and he was like. <sighs> I'm already one of those clients, aren't I? I am that client. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was like, he sent me like one and then two came through. And I was like, have you double clicked or how have you re-entered the fucking... I was like, you know how to use Stripe. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, my bad. I'm that client, aren't oh, no. I? I was like, yeah. yeah." You shouldn't I've have given it. him the money back. You should have just... I was like, yeah, yeah so. I, I should have been like, uh, I'm going to hold this for uh, for the 10 weeks. And if you do well, I'll give it back, Okay. Um, that should have been the thing to be fair. Um, Um, but yeah, you are right. It's just people don't, I think in, in terms of just testing as well, I get excited about tests There's that level of anxiety for sure Mm. about like fitness tests and stuff. But like I said, I said to two of my coaches who work at me at first base, they've jumped in on it as well. And they were like, yeah, it's anxiety, but like I'm only competing against myself. I'm not, yeah. I'm not setting you up to compete about all the rest of the 15 people that are involved in this first iteration. But yeah, you're only competing yourself. And that's why I've got the the percentage-based gains on it. And it's like body weight relativity and you've just going to do 12 tests and they're not like complicated. Fuck me. If people think they're like, oh yeah, all these like, remember when you were doing your... I know you're level three and they'd be like, all right, you're doing a 12 minute run and all these kind of fart leg tests or this kind of stuff. It's not, these are all tangible to certain kind Mm. of basically fitness things and they're simple as fuck. Okay. I literally equipment list is like obviously stuff that's in a gym. And then I even like, I was like, you just need a cone. Sometimes you can do some of them outside and let some chalk. Um, That is it. Um, And the amazing thing with phones now is even with the distance ones, you can use the measure app, and it literally measures it for you. You don't have mm. to do it. You don't even need to buy a tape measure. Um, it's crazy! crazy. So it's that, easy. It's that easy. all you need is a much cheaper phone <laughs> than the. Ta- oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, you could probably buy a tape measure. So old school people can do that anyway. Um, but yeah. of course, I explain how to use that, Daniel. But yeah, it's good. Everyone's everyone started today. So yesterday was kind of onboarding. Um, they went through the videos. We've got discussions going in the group, um, and then I've told Suk to fucking on one of the most annoying things on Stratus, I've already let him know this. Is it automatically locks what people can see for the next day? I don't want that to happen. I want people to look at what they're doing throughout the week so they can plan their week. But the default mm. is lock, so the client can't see what's happening the day then on tomorrow. Mm. And then I unlocked everything apart from day one. Obviously, because I was, got distracted and I was like, for fuck's sake, I have to deal with my phone. It <laughs> <laughs> was like, I can't see it. Obviously, you could see it because you can fucking see the back end of everything. But uh, he was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that one's locked. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Um, but yeah, always going to have teething issues. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it's good always to see everybody's that. doing their stuff today. I think they had some trap bar deadlifting stuff, some single arm pressing stuff. As you saw, I did my five minute aerobic. Um, that was oh. fucking hell I did it on a salt bike as well I was just like fuck it it's gonna be ghastly and disgusting so looked pretty quick on my my time time lapse though didn't I didn't you know, did it did look on your time lapse I know <laughs> it wasn't. I, I
1: know what, dude, what was going on there and that's how that was
0: yeah uh, <laughs> but it's good it's so like, really obviously good. um sign up to email list. If you want to get involved at some point, um, or just find out some more information. I'm quite happy to send shit out. Believe me. Um, Cause everybody else has wonderful. All right. Coaching feedback, Dan, obviously throughout this, I'm getting, I'm giving them feedback, um, which is, which is cool. Like they've actually got a coach shock, but it's something that I know you and Mike preach about in terms of obviously your mentoring business um, and kind of like, all right, you've got a good product no all right well let's sort this product out first before you actually think about scaling or anything like that it's like mm. what got you to 3k cool keep doing that till you get to 5k or something like that so talk to us about coaching daniel and then we're going to go through just a few bullet points that uh, we can talk about
1: i think with it it's, it's one of those things where uh, i think we see it a lot in the industry and, and it's people trying to get away with the bare minimum, as it were. And and I think sometimes as well, like people don't know how other people coach, right? And I think this comes down to, again, it's not a regulated industry, so there's no real system to go through. Um, you know, it, it, at least when you get a PT qualification, at least you kind of come out of it going, right, well, if i have got an hour session, I need to do a warm-up, I need to do this, I need to do a cool-down, right? At least you have an idea of three sections to it, right? They may be incorrect, but at least you've got three. Um, whereas with <laughs> coaching, There is no structure like, how do you do it? And a lot of people do it how their coach does it with them. They just copy it and they just go, well, that's how I've done. So I'll do that and things like that. And me and Mike used to think that everyone just did video check-ins. We just assumed that every single online coach full-time with nutrition and training would get their client to send them a video and they'd send a video back. And it's only since, really talking about it more we've realized just how many people don't and that's fine if that's what you want to do and that's how you want to do things that's fine but then they're also coming to us the same people saying i can't retain clients i can't keep them longer enough i can't get results with them i don't know what i'm doing wrong and we're sat there going well i know what you're doing huh?
0: yeah.
1: these people don't care about you like you don't care about them there's no relationship being built there's no motivation there's no coaching it's just you giving them a bunch of numbers and going, right, crack on with that. And it's where like, what you're doing, for example, the combine is very, very different. You could, you could arguably just give people numbers at that level again, with a the payment they've made and the the people you're working, because they're already training they you know what they're doing with that sort of stuff. They're not low on motivation. They just need something to do. Right. But you're not even doing it at that level. Like you could arguably do it. Right. You could, yeah. and it might work a bit better, but even at that level, you're not doing it right. But these are people who are doing one-to-one, one-to-one. So they go, oh, yeah, you're doing my one-to-one bespoke coaching. And I'm like, okay, well, there's no one-to-one about this. As far as they know, they just have a relationship with their computer, with their email address. There's no one-to-one thing here. And I think that there's a big problem in our industry with this complete lack of personal touch to stuff. It's just how quickly can we give this? How, um, how much time can we, can we save doing it? How much, or how much can Which we is,
0: automate and how little yeah. can we do?
1: And I'm Which like, is okay. madness, right?
0: Because I got asked by what one of the coaches saying? today, it was like just from the onboarding week and that's all they can see right now. He was like, how long did it take you to do that? I'm like, of all the videos and all that kind of shit. Obviously I did like about four or five hours of filming people. Yes. And then every single video I've done, I've filmed myself and filmed over myself recording onto talking about someone doing a fucking exercise i'm like yeah it's probably mm. taking me three weeks to get literally everything mm. done and that's just for that week and then times that by whatever obviously you refine it but the personal touch is massive there was no way i'm putting out any of the exercises i prescribed to somebody without my face being on there telling them what to do and what they mm. should be doing no way
1: it's just it's just one of those things where i think look it is it baffles me. And and like and like I said, when we get people come into us and like, yeah, they obviously, when they come into us, they want to get more signups. They want to get more leads. They want to get more clients. And we get that, right? 100% we get that. And some people are ready for that. But some people, I say to them, if you took on 10 clients now, you'd have the same problem with them that you had the last 10. There's yeah. no point you taking on 10 clients because you're going to not retain them for long enough and all this sort of stuff. And when you start actually digging deep into their system and how they do things, again, look, of course, you don't want to do video check-ins over doing an email check-in because it takes more time. Of course, you wouldn't oh, want to mate, do that if you're just, really? you're just looking at it from a time point of view. Because in my
0: perspective, I guess this is obviously in terms of uh, kind of skills, right? I way prefer doing a video or a voice you note, know, a thousand percent. Oh, 100%. Over.
1: Oh, same. I'm the same, mate. I'm I'm exactly the same. Like, I hate emails with a passion. Text, typing something out. I hate it. I'd rather just I hate do it. Yeah.
0: voice note it's video, like... whatever, right?
1: But it does take more time. So from that point of view... My so camera people, keeps what, 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 going, what
0: of, like, crazy.
1: What a lot of coaches do is they... <laughs> what a lot of coaches do is they will often get their client to send them an email or a check-in form, and then they'll maybe do a video back, right? Maybe, or a voice note back. Yeah. And and that and even that's a really good thing in, in online coaching because not many people do that either. But our argument has always been, you know, you want a video from the client because this is how you make it very, very personal. You make this a very, very bespoke service whereby they get to know you as a human being. Like we know in, in personal training, one of the best things you can do um, with someone is build a good relationship with them because they want to come back. Like, in my opinion, with personal training, online coaching, there's no real difference in the length of time someone should stay with you. But, but I would say that personal trainers, on average, like good ones like yourself, Tom, would retain clients in, in person oh. longer, than, longer than most online coaches do because you are showing up and you're personable and it's that personality, it's that connection they have with you, right? As well as the results yeah. they get. And my argument is that you should be able to do exactly the same thing with online coaching. Exactly the same thing, and you should be. You turn up on video. You should be being more present. You should be WhatsApping them. You should be texting them. You should be going out your way to be more of a human being and talk about their life and other aspects of what they do. And there's not enough coaches out there doing it. They just think it's about the three by ten back squat, the training program they prescribe, <laughs> the 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 rating system they get on their check in form, how quickly they reply, they respond to that check in form you know, via email. And it's like, you're missing everything here. Like it's not about that. It's coaching is a, is a human to human interaction. And I ask all my coaches that I work with, I say, how many of the touch points you having with people are you and them speaking? Right, and by that I mean like texting is a you to you speaking, right? That kind of thing. It's that personal touch. If they have to go through an automated system or another system or another way of doing things, whether it's that they, you know, I'm trying to find an example, but like it, like a type form, like a check in, where you get an ult- you get an email notification to say so and so has done this, so and so has done that. You know that that's what I mean. That's like a almost like a robot interaction, right? Yeah, and. I think that too many coaches do it like that than rather than the personal touch of just checking in with someone going, Hey, how's it going? How's things, how's, how's it hanging? What's going on? I get clients message me on Instagram, fucking slagging me off all the time for my like eggs, for the fact that I don't watch Love Island for for the fact I play too much golf, whatever it is, right? We,
0: we have skipped over what has really happened over the last week. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that.
1: We'll get to that because there's some that. horror stories going on there. But <laughs> My point is that like coaches are so, coaches are so quick to kind of like keep this distance between them and their clients. And that's what's costing them. It's what's costing them the ability to get good results with people um, and, and keep clients for, for longer. And when we say that, people always think that it's bad if you keep a client for longer. Oh, well, it means you're not getting results to them. Incorrect. It means that they want to stay because
0: they are no. seeing results. They want to see the next, they want to get the next one. And then the next one. It and like we were saying, become it's no longer a cost it is something they just want in their life it is like a necessity and
1: with and with health and fitness there is no end to it there's just goals change (laughs) things change priorities change right and with online coaching yes you want to get someone lean let's say and you want to get them feeling great and feeling good for a holiday or whatever it might be right photo shoot okay well then there's the next thing it's recovery from the photo shoot it's the recovery from the holiday it's the next phase of changing their shape then it's how you then Um, go through then, okay, we're going to get a little bit leaner, but then we're going to focus on performance goals. We want you to get stronger. want you to look better, perform better. You might be doing a marathon. Why you'd want to do that? Who knows? But goals change, the goalposts move. And then also people's lives change and how health and fitness works within their life changes. And they still need a coach throughout that time period. And I just think that too many coaches focus on the, oh, so-and-so signed up for three months. They've got to lose 12 kilos in this three months. That's my job. That's what I'm doing. And if that's what you want to do, great. But I think you're missing a trick, and I think that the reason that most people struggle in the online coaching world is because they are not making it personal. So when we talk about personal trainers, like like Martin Evans used to say to us, we first joined, the word personal is more important than the word trainer. I never forget that when he said that to us. Yeah. Never forget that a million years. And it's the same with online coaching. It's you're still a personal trainer. You're not just different, and it's I know it's a different type of service, but be a personal. Trainer. Don't be an online coach. Yes, it's called online coaching, but be a personal trainer within that. <laughs> be that person and care about the person, care about their life. Ask them how things are getting on. I've had a client. I so um I had a client who I used to PT in London, messaged me, Paul manzi messaged me. What are you doing? What are you up to? How's everything going? Sign up for, for signed up for online coaching. Then he had his knee surgery. Um, so he had to stop coaching. He's going in for it for a, a, like a, a knee reconstruction, not because of me, but I may say He's always had a- <laughs> um, I've seen him. I just messaged. I just messaged him today and just said, "Oh, hey, you know, how did the surgery go? Like everything, everything gone okay?" And he just said, "Oh, Dan, thanks for checking in. It means it means everything. Thanks for checking how's how are you? How's the family?" Like just because I give a shit about him, because and I know he had surgery on his knee, and I know that it's a lengthy process on the other side of it, and I'm not expecting anything from that. It's just like a, it's just me just chatting. And I got another client of mine who been through some personal shit. And I just messaged him and just said, hey, hope such and such has sorted out. I hope you're feeling better. And, you know, let me know if there's anything you need, and you know, from from me or anything I can help with, because I know it's a tough time, whatever. Can you get a voice in the back? Said, oh, thanks so much for thinking on me, blah, blah. blah. And it, I just think too many coaches just see it as a business transaction. And they forget in all this that, there's this huge personal element to it. And they wonder why then that, that you know, they're like, I say clients drop off and they're not getting leads in and not getting this. And it's like, well, it's because you're not turn up and being a human being on an Instagram as yeah. well. And they again take it too far with that side of stuff. They just think it's about fat loss. They just preachy. They're just talking about boring shit all the time on Instagram. And then I asked them, Okay, what sort of stuff do you like following Instagram? Oh, this comedian, that sports person. Okay, 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 okay. Why do you like following them? Because they're funny, engaging, they make me laugh. They make me do this. They're really opinionated. Okay, what do you think you need to be there? You don't (laughs) follow anyone because they give good fat loss advice, do you? You don't. And even if people do give out good business advice that you follow, I bet you follow them because they're engaging or they're funny or they're charismatic or they have something about them that makes them a bit different rather than just the same old boring shit. And that's the thing for, for most people to, 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 that need to get their head around is they need to probably be less professional with their social media and actually to a certain degree, less professional with their business stuff, but not in the way they think less professional in a sense of, actually be a human being and actually maybe don't automate it. Don't find the quickest solution. Don't find the easiest way for you. Find the way that's going to make it easiest for the client. And often that's not the easiest way for the coach. And that's what a lot of them struggle with is that they're trying to make life as easy as possible for themselves. But your job is to make life as easy as possible for your clients. Um, And once you start doing that, and once you've got 30 clients getting great results and they're shouting about you from the rooftops, you're getting referrals, you get all this sort of stuff, then you can start worrying about how to systemize things to a certain degree and what you can get away with. And then you can start talk about scaling. Then you can talk about what you need to do. But let's get to 30 clients first, right? Which is a fantastic income for a, for a vast majority of people. You'd be on a par with some GPs, right? So some people need to get their head around that and some people need to stop being so... And Mike talks about this a lot. Me and Mike talk about this a lot, but he goes in on it a bit more than me. But it's almost a bit of... Um, it's the arrogance of people to just think that they can post a few times on Instagram. Oh, why are people not signing up with me? Well, I, I've told them that they can lose body fat while eating the foods they love. No one gives a shit, mate. No one gives a fucking shit. They've heard it all before. Why should they give a shit about you? And people are very, very arrogant. And, and uh, to, to think that it's that easy to just rock up and that because they post on social media a couple of times that they should get clients or it's, it's arrogant. So Oh, why is that client left me? Or oh, why is that client not staying for two years? Well, you're giving them no reason to, that's why. That's why they're not staying, do you know. And it's sometimes, like I said, it's, it's the arrogance of, of going. Well, I'm trying to make my life as easy as possible. Why are they not sticking around? Well, that's why, because yeah. you've tried to make your life as easy as possible, yeah. not theirs. Um, so that, yeah, that's that on you know, a bit of a rant, I think. But um, that's the the I probably just covered everything rather than the first few points. But that's that's the <laughs> well, thing that we it, go over um, with a lot of them, you know.
0: Yeah, in terms of like coaching feedback as well, and obviously you you've you've gone in from. I guess more of a a check-in orientation of like online coaching Mm -hmm. and stuff like that as well. But speaking as our in-person coach, there's certain things that um, kind of just feedback as well. So in terms of I've I've written just a few um, things, as a video that could be in terms of obviously video from the client to them, but just, just an FYI, I'm assuming, I I know Dan's the same, we, we don't use type form, but we have our own little thing where we, have they write our client writes something about in their check-in we Mm -hmm. you post it all the time and whatever but with that they're also expected i also expect them to send me a whatsapp video as well Mm -hmm. and i'll be like where the fuck is it like why haven't you sent me i was like the bare minimum is a fucking voice note if they look awful that day okay fine at least i get to hear their voice um, but mm-hmm. they're gonna get a fucking video back from me. Um yeah. But yeah and and, yeah. and the checking video. the
1: check-in comment on the sheet is more a self-reflection tool. That's actually, yeah, again, as part of the coaching process is actually an important part of it from a psychological standpoint. Again, like I ask for the what's been your biggest win this week, right? And it's that so whole element of them writing it down.
0: One of the biggest things as well, and um we noticed it um when well, we, we were looking at G-sheets and obviously type forms and stuff like that. And I was pro more G-sheet because once you do a type form, it's done. Off it goes. Blump, done. You can't change it. it again. And you never see it again. Mm-hmm. And whereas on, I'm assuming I'm correct in saying this, Dan, your, your check-in from the previous week is literally just above where you've just done, right? So you, you get to see it again. So you review where you just went. You're going to be like, what and- did I write last week? Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: And the other thing as well that people forget is that the way our sheets are set up is that I did it with a client only, only today. I went back to two years ago and I said, two years ago, this is what you were saying. This was your biggest win. Look how far yeah. you've come. That Two years ago, it was a big win for you that you managed to get two bits of edge into one meal. And now she had a bad, a bad week, right? And I said, yeah, but look at your bad week now compared to two years ago. Your bad weeks are better than your good weeks were two years ago. You yeah, yeah, exactly. can't do that on tight form. You can't do that. You can't have that level of, of, of flexibility. And it's really easy just to hide some rows and then unhide them. So it doesn't get messy. It doesn't look messy. It's all still there. Um, and and you can compare back all that data as well. And I, I've said this to clients for loads of times. I look at them and I go, they go, oh, my weight's at this, this level. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, last time you weighed this, and I go back last year, your waist was five centimeters bigger than it is now at this weight. So clearly, you're a different body comp. It's clearly you've changed. Yeah. I pick up their pictures, go back to their pictures from that date to this date. Here we go. Look at them. Look at how much you've changed. And that self reflection stuff that, again, coaches don't do. They just go week to week to week, week to week. That's all they care about. That's all they look at. Have you lost weight this week compared to last week? You're too, the people are too short sighted with it. Uh, you know, and, that, and that's where with with check ins and stuff like that. Like I say with the feedback you give them. And again, I'm sure you're the same, you know, with data, with, with lifts and stuff, you're going, okay, well, this, you know, this is your PB now, but look where you were. Look where you were last year. Look yeah. at this lift from last year, you know, and it, it's that sort of stuff. It's normally, really normally a
0: important. case of like, I set them out some goals when they first sign up, right? And then I will always refer back to that, no matter what. And it's just like, okay, mm. those are, you got client goals, but I write some shit down as well. And I might not tell them what I want or what I think they can do. Um, but I will write it down in my little section and be like, all right, I want this person to be able to do this. That is my goal mm-hmm. for them. And then I might drop it in every now and again. Um, there's actually, yeah, I think, uh, I, we posted, I posted about, uh, James this week, right. Or last week. And he came off, um, blitz and then yeah. he looked at his legs and then we were like, I didn't, we didn't talk about legs whatsoever. Absolutely not. And then we're, I was like, look at your pins when you first fucking started. I was like, I made a. I think I made a, a just a, a a comment literally on one of his stories because you know what, I interact with my client stories, and I was like, shit, look at your legs, they're fucking ridiculous. And then mm. he purposely actually went back. He was like, that's when I finished blitz and I lost a shit ton of weight, and now I've just been training literally for performance, not for fucking legs. It just happens there's a fucking lot of legs in there. Um, <laughs> and he was like, yeah. shit, they're coming through, aren't they? I? I was like, yeah, you look good, so like, absolutely fine. It did help that you he just got a tan. But yeah it's just looking back looking the bigger picture if you just look back from last week and the, the or last month progress pictures i don't have a clue it was realizing that was like fucking february and it's just like mm. oh right yeah the training effects happen that quickly in my eyes i was like shit that's fast like february to now I was like that's really quick for yeah. that kind of level of muscular chain anyway um but yeah magic when you you follow what you fucking say but yeah, we got um, in terms of coaching feedback, we got video that happens. Also, that happens with your one-to-one clients. There's a reason why, even in the combine, I'm doing this. I might not do it for the as it as it grows, but or I might just do a select few, and it might be a different thing. Um, I want them to video their fucking lifts. It's mandatory for them to video all their tests because um, I want them putting in their G folder mainly because. What we've just said, self reflection. I want them to look. It's only going to be 10 weeks, but I want them to look at it and have some content and have some kind of thing to go, shit, that is, that's my journey start. I'm going to video a bunch of shit. And then I'm going to video stuff at the end, see how much better it looks, maybe. Because there's certainly going to be skill acquisition in the next fucking 10 weeks. I can guarantee that. Um, yeah. And that's going to happen. So there's going to be stuff that's going to happen through there, even if they're like, they don't like the lift hasn't gone up that much. I'm not like, yeah, but look how shit this one looks in 10 weeks time this one looks as easy as fuck and then i can start using data vbt data and i am like and, all right
1: yeah yeah and, and that's also a really important thing as well as i think that again online coaches miss out on is, is getting clients video lifts and video movements and stuff because i again i did the same thing today with a client i looked at their, their they, they posted the videos of their squat and they had their 50 kilo and 55 kilo she did sets of eight pretty strong and she was like, oh, the 55 felt like I wasn't in depth, felt sheer. 50 felt all right. And I felt like I was in depth. And I pulled them up side by side. I went, they're the same. Like, they're the same. Yeah. Like, look at them. Look at the low points. Look at this. Look at that. Movement on the 55 is a bit slower, which is probably good. Like, if anything, like, you know, you, you're controlling it and stuff. I said, did you you've got nothing to worry about. And it, and sometimes they need that reassurance to look at, again, speed of movement, but then understanding that often with weight training, there's a skill acquisition process to it. Like you say, I've had clients before do a video of them squatting 60, and then doing it two weeks later. And I'm like, okay, it's the same weight, but you're getting better stimulation now than you were then based on what I'm seeing. And I'll show you what I mean, and you show them. Yeah. And if you'd have just written three by 10, 60 kilos from week to week to week, you go, oh, you're not progressing you progressing. <laughs> yeah. you're not, you're not, and you're, you're line, not doing right. anything right. And I'm like, well, no, you are progressing. Like, I can clearly see you're progressing. Um, and again, but it, again, anyway, right, It's easy, isn't it? Of course it's easy just to put the numbers in and not have to look at a video and spend two minutes comparing them and ping, pulling a balloon video and sending it back to them. Again, it's easier for the coach, yeah. but it's not
0: leading to better results. And just just people out there going, shit, you do that for every single client. Yeah, we do it for every client, but I don't do it every fuck fucking yeah, do. time. Not every, yeah, but some, that, but every single, every single check like. But no, I don't. I don't, Tom. But <laughs> if I had to, I would. If I had to, I would.
1: To. Because, again, this is, this, is, this is the thing, like, <laughs> yeah, but this is the thing, though, is, like, so many people want the clients, but they don't want to do the work. So I'm sat at this desk now with you. It's quarter past nine here, right, in Dubai. I trained first thing in the morning. And then I've been doing check-ins from half past 10 until 7pm. Right? Now, to some people, they go, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. I'd never want to do that. But they want the clients though. And I'm like, okay, but you're not doing the work. And I'm, I'm not being funny, but there are coaches out there who, who will outwork you. They'll outwork you and they'll provide a better service because they don't care about cutting down on client time and that sort of stuff. So I've had an hour to have my dinner, chill out. And then I'm back on doing a podcast with you, right? Again, a free content that people will go, oh, what's the point? We've done this for now ever since. We've known <laughs> each other pretty much, right? Still doing it now. Yeah. Do I want to, be, again, no offense to him, but do I want to be doing this at quarter past nine on a Tuesday night? Probably not. <laughs> if, if I'm being being real honest, and I had an ideal world, no, I wouldn't still be working at this time of night. But I don't I don't care about that because it's a, for a bigger purpose. It's for a big, bigger reason. It's for the fact I get to speak to you. It's the fact I get to help people and provide some content and be that person, right? And I think that too many people are focused on the wrong things in this industry. And look, if you want to be an online coach or a PT, and you want the money and you want to ha- the client list, put the fucking hours in then, because When we were full at the gym, we were in the gym back to back to back. I was in the gym on a Monday. I used to open the gym. No, I used to go into the gym uh, for a 6 a.m. client. And I used to close the gym at 11 p.m. at night.
0: And I filled those hours as much as I could. He was asleep for most of those hours in between. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: like, I just feel like I, it just, it just really, it, as you can tell, it just irks me that there's people out there who want all these irky. clients, but aren't prepared to have the days where they're like working nonstop at the sat down like with an office, it's an office job. Let's be honest. Most days, not prepared yeah. to do it. Not prepared to post content, not prepared to film videos, too much effort, too much time. Can't
0: bother. Well, don't bother trying then. Don't be a coach. <laughs> what's required, right, we're going like, to quickly yeah. whiz through this yeah. list just just to just to show people there are other types of feedback um in terms of all other stuff so obviously data big one um I'm a, I'm a data guy but yeah it's just because it looks fun um and it I think it's just well, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's also good when it's combined with qualitative though that's when the, the right, that's yeah. when the real magic happens right that's like when, we just said about and, just like,
0: and don't don't worry it's not like data every fucking lift don't don't couldn't give a shit what uh sook does for his unknown Uh, Lateral raises over the next ten weeks. He's not getting lateral raises. Yeah, (laughs) it's dumbbell curls. Couldn't give a shit. Not tracking that. I'll be like, just do it. Fuck me. Go away. Um, But I'll I'll care about certain lifts for sure. Um, Guess what? The twelve. I'm fucking tested. Um, And then (laughs) there's external, internal feedback. That's pretty uh, kind of. If we're turning from uh, like an in-person kind of PT, um, all that kind of fun stuff, and we got positive and negative reinforcement. Um, that is obviously something we learn from coaching science it's like positive negative and punishment um and how you are it's something crazy like four or five times more likely to uh, do like positive feedback. well it's more likely to replicate behavior if you give positive reinforcement from negative um for so people when you're like that shit try do this that's not a good thing to do it should be like that was cool really, really good on this bit. Let's try doing this next time. Or like, you've done that really well. I want you to do exactly that again. Don't be like, mm. that knee was in the wrong place. That was terrible. Or like, that knee was in the wrong place. Don't do that. But like, all right, we can move it better. We can we can be better, that kind of thing. So positive reinforcement is a big thing for me. I tend never to, um, especially when I'm educating, I will always try to get them to the answer and always provide a positive feedback. Never, that's wrong. Mm hardly ever say that's wrong there's no point it could be right in some sort of aspect it'd be like oh that's that we we're we're looking for this kind of answer um, and punishment this is something that's always been done badly especially for kids as well exercise shouldn't yeah. be punishment it shouldn't be given them they, you should be like well you're not allowed to do this next set that's what you should be doing that's the punishment you're not allowed to get better mm-hmm. if you they fuck up um and we, we just don't i just don't like the the punishment kind of thing um but yeah That's all the the feedback, essentially, we kind of give. Um, Mainly, obviously, coaching, videos, personal, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Big. And then when I talk about kind of in person, the external stuff, obviously, that talks into like coaching. um, And that is in terms of like environment. I don't give like tactile feedback if I want touch or trying to move someone there. And environmental feedback, um, I want them to learn about where their body is adapting around where they are. Um, That is cool as well stuff to look up right then um we've got we're bordering on 45 minutes and uh, we do need to get this uh this egg thing out of the way
1: what is going on with some people making eggs anyway like, <laughs> what is the, what, why how can people not make eggs right i don't understand it i don't understand it so oh i don't oh, tom take over mate i just don't get it <laughs>
0: It's shocking. Right. I mean, what Scrambled was the thing, eggs, I, right? I, what was the thing I said to you when you when you had Bex and Mike's up there? And I just said, that is like deciding which piece of turd I want to step in. I was like, Yeah. That is just I don't know, like just oh my some of the, God. some of the other stuff I've
1: been sent has been awful as well, by the
0: way. <laughs> Bex I don't know what Bex did with hers. Bex looked like she had an omelette that she trodden yeah, on like. She was trying plate. to make omelette, right? Or she was trying to make certain. must have been. Like been, one of right. one of us, one you posted um, was clearly tr- he was, poached eggs. Fuck me! Like did he forget oh about? Oh
1: my them? god, Craig! Yeah, no, they're hard boiled eggs, but he just said they were poached. I reckon they looked awful. They were just horrific. And <laughs> I had one today as well. Dean, Dean sent so Dean sent. I don't even listen. to so can but Dean sent me a picture of everything before he made it. He had his bread, his bacon, his marmite, his eggs. He was like, "Oh, watch this, is coming. I'm bringing my A game." Then he posted it. <laughs> I was like, the eggs look like they were so overdone. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, come on, like people don't need to learn how to make eggs. And to be fair, I do get people messaging me again saying, come on then, tell us the recipe. And I kind of feel like you don't deserve the recipe, right? Because it's not even a recipe. It's not even a recipe. It's just don't overcook your eggs. It's just not hard. It's just giving a (laughs) shit, isn't it? Like we said about coaching, it's just giving a (laughs) shit, right? You can't take your eyes off your eggs in the pan. Don't do it in the microwave. If you do the microwave, you're an idiot yeah, for number probably.
0: one. Boy, you're, and you're, even
1: in the microwave, uh, I can still do it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> the, the trick is you obviously make it in a pan, right? You make it in a pan, right? You make, you scramble your eggs together, right? You put a bit of butter in there, mix it together. And you, the thing you have to remember about eggs is that they cook even when you've taken them off the heat, right? Number one. So I had someone go, I'm having deja vu. We talked
0: about this two weeks ago. Right. I know. And I get people
1: message me going, is it it a low heat or high heat? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I've done it on both. It doesn't make a difference. It's about how much you care about your eggs. Right. That's the difference. (laughs) Right. And you just have to be with them at all times because it takes about 20 seconds and they go from being raw to ready and you have to be there ready. Have the toast already cooked, toasted, buttered See, that's, marmite, that, i you can need.
0: cook eggs but that's my flaw i tend to like i think i can multitask and like i'll put oh the God. toast down as i'm starting my eggs and i'm like shit all right i've still i've still got butter that or put like marmite on it or do whatever spread whilst my eggs are on and you're like you take your fucking eyes off for, it for a second and it ends up being not as overdone as some people clearly jesus i can't oh i don't even i can not I'd have to try. The thing really that hard to shocks that. me about this thing that shocks me about those eggs is that
1: they've not even been taken off when they're ready, and then they've overcooked by accident. Yeah. This is they were overcooked when they took them off. There was no way. <laughs> that they got it that that, you know.
0: Exactly, Jesus. Yeah. Oh dear. I thought Mike was all about omelets. I thought he loved an omelet, didn't he? yeah he previously. was yeah i mean he
1: his were chicken sausages cut up in in scrambled egg whites on bread which just looked horrific
0: um it was the honest, whitest but... thing ever wasn't it it was yeah. just like we well, had, the, he the had biggest... no yolks in it that's why he did it yeah. but still don't post it then because he's don't just... post it yeah i mean i did one the other week when you thought it was a fucking burger bun i almost didn't post that because i thought it was terrible jesus yeah Ugh. no oh my god anyway um any other business daniel not for me. Uh, no, not for me. Yeah, apologies. I, I did scream out my cameras being weird halfway through that podcast because uh, I've got my, because uh, obviously I use my, uh, my, my other one for most of the shocking. I don't just use the shitty camera, um, but mm-hmm. I've got that one plugged in. And this one, like, it's got AI and follows me around. But when it, I, in certain places, as you can see right now, I'm sure Dan, it looks like I'm at disco because it doesn't quite know because I've got a, a bigger gap here. The living room to over here, it's two different lights, and it doesn't quite pick mm-hmm. it up correctly. It's really annoying. Yeah, never understand why. Who knows, mate. Anyway, I'm not a technician. All anyway, right. Um, obviously, you want more info in a future combine. You might be in a group with Dan. That'd be fun. Um, and, and Join at least you won't be dead last, would you? So <laughs> everyone, That's it's, all not, it's competing with yourself, Dan. Jesus. All right. Yeah, no. I'm literally all I'm going to do for you is just there's going to be one test. is driver launch data, and that is all we're going to track. So whatever there plan you get put on, and we're just going to go. All right, Dan needs to hit the ball further, and we're just going to track that week to week. Beautiful. Give you yeah. a speed stick. That's what they. That's what they're using. It. So all the. That's what they. I loved that actually. There was um, Rick Shields and then his lad, a guy, were talking about like Matt Fitzpatrick adding speed. They're like, yeah, I think he's he's been using one of those speed sticks, isn't he? Yeah, that's what he's put it down to. Fucking hit the gym, you morons! Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's invested the millions he's earned from golf on a SNC coach, probably. Yes. Um, if there's any yeah. golfers out there, then I'm uh, quite happy. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next week.
1: See you later.